Hello, I'm Julie. Hi, I'm Matt, and you're listening to American Polly. In this podcast, we will discuss intimate topics that highlight ethically non-monogamous lifestyles. We're your hosts, and we're so excited you're joining us on this adventure. Our podcast covers sexually explicit material and is meant for mature adult audiences only. Neither of us are licensed professionals. These thoughts and opinions are our own, and they should be taken as such. If you find our podcast interesting, please like and subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram or our website at American-Poly.com, where you can check out our blog, leave comments, ask questions, or become a Patreon member and get exclusive access to even more Julie and Matt. Now please, sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. Well, hello, Julie. Hello, Matthew. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, I'm always asking you, how are you tonight? Because I feel like we're always recording at night. Right. Dinner was amazing, by the way. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks. Yeah. Aw, thanks, baby cakes. I'll have to share the stuffed pepper recipe now. (laughs) (laughs) They were really good. Aw, thanks. My goodness. So are you ready for season two, episode 14? I can't believe we're on episode 14 already. I know. It's craziness. I, I want to say uh, thank you, by the way. Thank you for all of our Instagram followers. Yes. And we did reach out to the winners. And uh-huh. So if you win, thanks for participating. Yes. Thanks thank for you. playing your presence on the way. Yeah. It's in the mail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally. That too. Something. <laughs> um, it has to be printed first. It might take a few days, but yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we want to thank you guys so much for listening and giving us some feedback. We got mm-hmm. some great feedback here recently. And yeah. That'll helps us know that, you know, good or bad feedback, feedback when it's good or bad is great because we want to make sure that what we're talking about is helpful and, and you like it yeah, and re- yeah, relevant and like just things you want to hear. <laughs> I, I, know, I, hope. I know what they want to hear, but we can't record that. Oh, we could. We could, but no. Oh, you're no fun. That's for our ears only. Is it? Yeah. Mm, I feel like it might be for the neighbor's ears, too. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to tell our listeners what this episode's going to be about, Matthew? Yes. So a little backstory on the episode, why we're doing this, because we were actually at an event over the weekend, and mm-hmm. we had the uh, amazing opportunity to meet a couple of newbie couples very newbie very very new couples and they they were kind of like a fish out of the water a little bit little but it was interesting because some of the questions that we got asked were the same like they were asking the same questions like if we could have just been teaching a class at the same time (laughs) right so this is kind of common core swinging 101 there you go so we're gonna go over some of the things that we got asked and how we responded yeah and uh that kind of the responses we got back from them so right i think that this might help some of the newbies out there to um maybe understand a little more about like how people get into swinging and how or open relationships in general, how to manage emotions. They had a lot of questions. And so we thought maybe we would go over a few of these and uh, see if it helps any of you guys out there. Yeah. If you want to talk to your partner or your spouse and you're interested in it and you guys want to explore that, and hopefully some of these questions will guide you down a conversation street to... Finding you know, your own path. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the first question, and we got asked this by both couples, was what made you guys decide to do this? You so, know, how did how did you get started? So I, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, the ever lovely Julie actually got me involved. I know I corrupted you. Um, Well, I mean, it's kind of fun because it was not, it's more than fun. I was always very curious about the lifestyle and, you know, circumstances happened that we actually met and Mm -hmm. one thing led to another. And a month later I was going to my first meet and greet. Right. You must've been like jackpot. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm no, kidding. actually, if I if the listeners recall, I had very, very sweaty palms. You were nervous. Uh, you were so, very nervous. But, so nervous. But you know what? I mean, it was nothing out of the ordinary. It was no different than going into any other, like, you know, bar or... You just nightclub. interact with people more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just like, hey, how are you? My name is, you know, Matt, and this is Julie, and... Yeah. What do you guys do for a living? What do you, you know, it was right. just very, nobody was doing anything wild or crazy. Mm-mm. I mean, there was no, there was no nudity, nudity whatsoever. Not at that particular event. Now, other events do have it. And that's why it's always wise to research your event before you go to know what to expect. Yes. If yes. you don't know someone going, try to look online or even ask questions. I mean, so one of the ways that, okay, where do you start? Let's go circle back. Let's circle back to the question. So what made you decide to get into E&M swinging open relationships and how did you start? Yes. We got a lot of questions like that. And so after we told them kind of how Matt and I got into the, the E&M part of the, of being open. Like how do we get, how do we decide to be open? How do we decide to start swinging? Which was basically that I already did it. And I'm like, Hey baby. Yeah. This is right. fun. She's Let's like, do hey, it. Come with me. Come with me, please. <laughs> and so where do you start was the next question. And that's where researching events and things that are going to be happening where you live. There are a lot of meet and greets. There are a lot of parties, house parties. There's definitely a culture behind it. There are websites, which I know we've talked about this before, and I think we had a podcast on which sites we like to use. And since then, we have started using a few others. Field is a new one for us that we just set up a profile on. It's F-E-E-L-D, right, Matt? Correct. And uh, that is kind of connects couples and people together. And then um, there are so many groups on Reddit and Facebook. Yes, it's amazing to me how many local groups are on those those two different platforms. Kick groups, there's tons of kick groups that get together and mm-hmm. have events and things too. So just research. Like we go to one event frequently that's a coffee shop meet and greet. No one's getting naked. It's a coffee shop. Right. Like it's seriously little bistro tables and coffee. <laughs> I mean, we've also been to meet and greets too where... You know, nobody gets naked until like way, way late in the evening. Right, right. And so that you have the opportunity to be there for a while and then go. And then we go to other ones where, I mean, you know, coming in the door, people are taking their clothes off. So knowing your event is super important. That way you're not feeling awkward or like you weren't expecting this. Like, oh, my God. Because if you're not expecting to walk in and see, you know naked breasts everywhere and that's what you're seeing it's overwhelming it for is. sure I mean, especially as a new as, i mean it's overwhelming for us sometimes yes sometimes and you know i mean as a new person i can't imagine what that would be like to be yeah. you know like yeah so one of the couples that we were talking to at this event over the weekend which was a bar meet and greet so no nudity some kissing we saw a lot of kissing and that kind of thing but no 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 acts no uh yeah, no, no on-premise play no 
but the one the one couple that we talked to, the gentleman, I was asking him, I'm like, so are you good at like talking to people? And he's like, actually, no. He's like, I just prefer to kind of like sit at a table or whatever and just let people approach me. And I was like, well, that that's probably not going to be the best way to meet people. <laughs> right. Because you have to be approachable and you have to you have to reach out, right? Like you, you have to meet people 50, 50 or halfway, I guess I'm trying to say like, yeah. if you just stand there or just sit there at a table and don't engage, engage, you're not going to meet many people. You have to be willing to put yourself out there a little bit yeah, for this to, to be, to be successful. I think, you know, right. I mean, you, you want to be engaged. I mean, you don't want to walk up to someone who's sitting in a corner and not really having anything to say. You're not being very approachable. Yes, exactly. I feel like you, you really have to, and if you're a shy person or introverted, I mean, Matt is super introverted, right? You're not, I wouldn't say that you're necessarily shy. You're just naturally quiet. Yeah, I am. So for you, you've definitely had to work on your icebreakers. Yeah. I mean, I I have. And, you know, the other thing too, is just like, have a smile. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so much easier to approach someone with a smile than it is with someone sitting in a corner with their arms crossed. Right. Yeah. You want to look like you have something fun to talk about Mm -hmm. and that you're interesting. I mean, because that's kind of approachable, right? I don't want to sleep with someone who's sitting in a corner drinking a beer and looking like they're, you know, not, not having any fun and not wanting to have any fun. Right. Yeah, that's that's definitely, definitely one of the things that... And there have been times when I've used... You can use almost anything as an icebreaker. I mean, what someone's wearing, their clothes, their... I mean, I've been standing in line for the ladies' room before and been like, oh my gosh, this line is so long. <laughs> and struck up a conversation that way, both with with gentlemen and with ladies. Right. right. Because, because, uh, you know, of course, the line for the, the gents is always like, you know, two people as opposed to like 20 for the girls. Right. And so I'll be like, I'm going to come over and get in your line. That happened this weekend. <laughs> I did. I was desperate. <laughs> so anyway, there's always an opportunity to strike up that conversation. And I have to say, you may not match with every person that you start talking to. But we don't match with every person that we talk no, to. For no, no, definitely not. However, and they may not match with us. We might, I might think some guy is super hot and he might be like, nah, you know, short, chubby redheads aren't my thing. And that's okay. It's all good, right? Like, it's all good. But I've never had somebody be like, ew, get away from me. Right. Yeah. I don't, I mean, never had that I've never ever seen uh-uh. that. No. I mean, I've had people be like charming and cute back, but then it didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's great. So I feel like the fear of rejection after you get into this and have done it a few times, it's not as big. Right. Because no one is ever really just flat out rude. Well, and the interesting thing is like everybody at a meet and greet or a party or whatever is looking to meet someone. So if you don't match up with, you know, if you don't match up for with a couple, that doesn't mean that the next couple you talk to that you're not going to match up with. Exactly. Right. So, you just have to kind of merry-go-round around the room a little bit. Merry-go-round the room a little bit. Well, I'm trying to think how we would say that. I mean, like, you just have to kind of network yourself a little bit. I've never heard room. that before. You think about a merry-go-round goes in circles. I, I, yeah, I, I can picture it all in my head. I'm right? just saying, Mary, go around the room a little bit. I'm going to coin that phrase. I know. It's good. That, that should be on a shirt. <laughs> you and your shirts. Oh my goodness. So how do you get started? That, that was our advice for getting started. 
And that kind of led into a few of the next questions we got, which were, I would call them all emotional management questions. <laughs> so I have one little thing to add oh, about the getting that. started thing. There's a website out there. It's a swinger. What is it? What is it? Swinger? Swinger help. Swingerhelp.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Swingers, swingershelp.com. Great play. Great site. Whoever, I don't know who exactly who runs that, but we were kind of looking at that online the other day. They have really good advice. Yeah. So, and then there's also a thing you can actually, I think it's on that site too, that you can go through and see which popular swinging websites to meet people are in your area. Oh, which ones are the most popular for your area? Correct. That's a good, that's a good thing to know. Yeah. Cause we, we actually made a list some out there and we did. I mean, there's swing lifestyle. There's couples foreplay, Cassidy, three fun field. Those are all apps and websites, but to be perfectly honest, I don't feel like we meet a ton of people on the paid uh, websites. Mm-mm. We find out about a lot of parties and a lot of events to go to. Right. But for actual like reaching out and sending someone a message and they respond back and look at our pictures and stuff, we don't get a lot of that. Mostly it's, hey, the school party is happening on this day. We go and we meet people that are on the website too, but it's not necessarily like a per like they read like a personal ad, right? Like there's like photos and then a description. And I feel like not a lot of people chat back and forth that way. Yeah, we haven't met a ton of people through any of the any of the paid stuff. Anywhere. Not really. We're kind of down to just a handful now. Mm-hmm. We just meet more people at events. Yes, we really do. And so I think being on the paid sites kind of for a little while got us into the network of like Facebook groups and kit groups and stuff that we're in now. Mm-hmm. And so then we kind of like backed off of the paid sites that we were using because now we have a different network. Yes. And that's working out pretty well for us. So we just kind of have gone that direction with it. Right. So... Sorry, moving forward to the emotional <laughs> Just side. Just wanted to make sure you were done. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, thanks for asking. You're welcome. <laughs> so, the first question I got asked was about, and I'm going to use I'm going to using air quotes here, catching feelings for someone. How do you not catch feelings for someone? Well, first of all, you don't grab them. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting way to say develop emotional attachment, but you know, everybody has their. Yeah, I think. I mean, for me, on a personal level, I mean, I think that anytime I share my body with someone else, that there's going to be some sort of connection there. Of course, right. I don't know that it's necessarily going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm head over heels for this person now. And that's never happened. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. There's been some infatuation for sure, but. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying present company is included in that. I was excluding <laughs> present company. <laughs> I'm teasing you, baby. I know. <laughs> oh, your um, face is turning red. I know. Uh, I can feel it. You're like, oops. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think personally, I have to have some sort of attachment. Yeah. You know, there's some, or some sort of connection, not necessarily an, an attachment, but a, a connection. Sure. I mean, I want to, I want to genuinely like and appreciate and want to be around the people that I want to sleep with. Right. I feel like that's important for me. That chemistry spark. I can, I mean, I can be around a person and like them and think they're amazing, but there has to be that spark. Yes. So there, you're going to have a little bit of emotion tied up in it, unless you're just bed notching. And some people are, and that's great. If that's your groove, then yeah. maybe you don't need that same thing. But for me, I need it. And I think Matt does too. Yeah, I do. And I think the other thing too, is to remember 
that just because you sleep with someone doesn't mean that all of a sudden they're going to be like all googly eyed and right whatever mm-hmm. you know i mean it's just that's kind of a farce yeah it doesn't really it doesn't really work that way i mean sometimes there's definitely such thing as like new relationship energy mm-hmm. i think and that kind of spills over into swinging a little bit because uh when you first meet a couple and you're getting to know them i think that your texting and your level of like wanting to be with those new people can be higher yes. than people that you've been with for a while. Like we've been connected to Sam and Ashley for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're this winter will be a couple of years right? and we see them and we talk to them all the time. But when we see them and talk to them, it's like, we don't play every single we don't, time. Yeah. We don't play every single time. And I'm not texting Sam 9 million times a day. Right. Right. Like we we're in our groove of like, he'll text me in the morning. Hey, good morning. I hope you have a good day. I'll catch up with him that afternoon and send him a message. But we're not like now when we first started talking, it was different because we were getting to know each other. And so it was like constant. Right. And that can kind of be a lot and overwhelming in the beginning. But that usually fades down. There's a lot of excitement built yeah. around this. And, and so, it, and I think it really comes down to what it is that you're looking for and seeking and how your relationships grow because yes. that can still maintain. That's just the path that um, Julie and I's relationship with Sam and Ashley has gone. Right. It's, I don't text... it's deep and wonderful, but it's not the same as like when you first meet, when we first met, right? Like right. It, it has its own group and we, yeah. and it's great because it's super consistent and it's, one of those things that you can count on, you know, it's like a, it's, it's a, a very good tight friendship kind of thing. So yeah, absolutely. We, we enjoy that, but that, I guess what I was trying to get at with that feeling of like new relationship energy is that sometimes when you're so wrapped up in feeling that way about a couple, like if you and your partner meet a new couple, then your partner can be like, okay, you're super excited about this other woman or this other guy. And I feel like chop liver. Yeah. So that's something you definitely want to mitigate and make sure that you're not too wound up, right? Because it can come across as catching feelings. Right. When exactly. it's not, really, it's just it's just the excitement of the experience. And I think, too, the important thing to remember is to convey to your partner, like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like you're, I'm kind of taking a back seat or reassuring your partner, hey, I'm still really into you and I, I, I still want to wake up with you every morning type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, You know, that's part of it. There's two sides to this. There's always in being able to communicate to your partner about how you're feeling and what you, what's going on in your brain, Mm -hmm. that that's a big part of it. Because if you can't convey that, then they can't reassure you and they can't be the ones to kind of talk you off that cliff, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. And I think that in with that conversation is a great time to talk about boundaries and rules. Set yeah. your set your ground rules. Yeah. So this is this is really interesting. Um, I was reading something earlier uh, while researching for this podcast, and I came across a great article. And they were talking about if you're new to this and you want to talk to your partner about it, and your partner's on board, that basically you guys come up with your own individual ground rules, like or your own boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I, you know, I don't want to have any kind of penetration sex, mm-hmm. but maybe your partner does. Mm-hmm. And then sitting down and talking about that. Well, what does that mean to you? And what is right. it? Because it, does that mean that there's no anal? Does that mean that there's no vaginal penetration? Does that mean that? Oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. Oh. 
I just uh, assumed. Haha, <laughs> see, that's yeah. why you got to talk about it. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, yeah. is it oral only? I mean, right. there's a bunch of different things that you can talk about. The other thing, too, I mean, that all comes down to emotions, right? I mean, like, you know, hey, I'm okay if you do this, but I'm not okay if you do that. So, exactly. you know, make a list. Make it, you guys can make it together or you guys can make it separately and then compare. Because you don't want to have that happen and you be upset about it in the moment. If you right. know something is a no-go for you or you know that's going to upset you if you see your partner do that or hear that they did that, you don't want to be in the middle of playing or in the middle of an evening out and then suddenly a boundary is breached that your partner didn't know you had. Right. That's why it's so important to talk about that in advance because yeah. it mean, can really ruin your night. Exactly. And yeah. I mean, are fingers okay for penetration? Mm-hmm. Are, or I nothing, mean, right? Yeah, are, or, toy, are toys okay for penetration? I mean, what? there's a lot of things you got to talk about. There's a lot of things you got to think about. And you're not going to get it right on the first time. This is, a, oh, it, no. it'll be a constant evolution. Boundaries are an evolution for sure. We know so many couples that when they first got started in the lifestyle, their boundaries were so much more rigid and they had so many more mm-hmm. than when they've gotten to be in it for a while. And then they've kind of really kind of relaxed and kind of fell into their groove and okay, this is definitely no goes, but now that we are doing this and we can trust each other and we know kind of where each other are in this, in this journey, we're more comfortable with these things now. Right. So I don't mean, feel like if you set a boundary, you can never change it. Right. I mean, as long as you guys sit down and talk about it together, mm-hmm. then, you know, everything's yeah, open for discussion. I mean, our boundaries have changed. Yeah, absolutely. Multiple times in yeah. the lifestyle. And sometimes things that were okay, I'll have an experience and I'll tell Matt, okay, I don't really ever want to do that again. Right. So let's, you know, that's going to be a new, that's going to be something I don't want to do. Yeah. And so then, you know, we talk about that kind of stuff. And then we've had other experiences like, well, hey, that was a lot of fun. I want to do that again. Yeah. That was more fun than we thought. Right. <laughs> That does happen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So reconnection is a big one, too. And we did talk about reconnecting and with the emotional uh, management of your feelings and stuff when it comes to being in E&M or being in swinging, either one. But reconnecting with your partner after you've had a date night with someone else or after you've had play with someone else is really important. Well, I think the other thing is I want to take a step back just a second before we get that far ahead. And so we talked about kind of setting up your boundaries and and we discussed that a little bit. And let's say that you guys have decided to go ahead and, and take a step into this. So you can try to connect with a couple and just because you connect with a couple doesn't mean that you have to have sex with them. You can actually set up go to dinner and sit down and and you guys can have dinner and talk and say, Hey, listen, sex is just off the table. We want to get to know you guys. Sure. Yeah. And then you can ask them questions. How long have they been in? You know, you get to know them and Mm -hmm. ask them their experiences and kind of learn from them. Mm -hmm. Everybody, a lot of people will (laughs) will mentor uh, newer couples coming into this. So, and if they are respectful in the lifestyle, then they'll understand that you're new and that you would like to have those conversations over dinner and like take the pressure of expectations about play off the table until you get to know them a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've done that for newbie couples. And when we were a newer couple, when we were newer together in the lifestyle, other couples did that for us. Yeah. I mean, we had not been in the lifestyle together very long maybe a couple of months and we went out with a couple who had been in the lifestyle for like 20 years. Yeah. And so like they were in it before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so they were country before country was cool. <laughs> I guess. So Funny. Yeah. I like it. I see it's a good reference. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, 
but they were really great with us because we weren't sure what mm-hmm. we wanted and where we were headed. And they were like, hey, let's just go to dinner. And yeah. we had an amazing time. We closed the restaurant down. We did, actually. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. But that's definitely, so, yeah. Yeah, so now moving forward a little bit, when and if you decide to have sex with another couple or play with another couple, we use that term a -hmm. lot. The important thing is to talk afterwards. Yes. What did you like? What didn't you like? Uh, Mm -hmm. What would you be willing to do again? What do you not want to do again? Mm -hmm. Were you okay seeing me with someone else? Yeah, were you okay with that? How did that make you feel? Mm -hmm. Uh, This all goes, this is all kind of wrapped around communication and trusting your partner with your feelings and and your thoughts and that's a big one that's a huge julie and i talk about everything we do and there's things that you know that we haven't talked about with previous partners that we talk about now yeah we learned that even the hard stuff I, i mean there are times when matt has been with someone and i'm like wow i mean i don't i don't want to ever come across as the jealous person, but he had a better time than I did. And so watching him be with someone else having a better time than I'm having in the situation because my partner wasn't as much fun as we thought they would be sometimes can be hard. I mean, but I don't want to, you know, mess up his fun because I know he's having a good time. But then afterwards he'd be like, oh man, that was awesome. What did you think? And I'm like, well, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just okay. Have you, have you got a few minutes? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So that, and that kind of stuff happens and you have to talk about it because like, I don't want him to, you, you never want to take one for the team. Right. And and Matt would never want me to take one for the team. And I wouldn't want that of him either. So I'm going to interject here for a second. So one important thing to remember too, for you newer couples that are kind of getting into this, if you start getting into play and something feels off or you don't like what the person that you're with is doing, it's perfectly okay to go over and get your partner and say, hey, listen, we're we, done. We're, we're done. We're we need done. To, yeah. We, we need to go. I can't imagine that there would ever be a time that I couldn't walk over to Matt and say, I'm not having a good time and I need to leave. And he wouldn't be like, okay, let me get my coat. Yeah. That would be there. Let me get my shoes or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like that would let be. Let me get dressed. And yeah. We'll go. And that he would never hold that against me. And I would never hold that against him either. It wouldn't matter who I'm with because our relationship comes first. Right. And I think that's a very important thing that you just said is that your relationship with your partner always comes first. Yes. No matter what. No matter what. Right. Because you have to know that someone has your back and that you are that. This is the sprinkles on the cupcake, right? Yes. And not the cupcake itself. Yeah. So, so. I mean, if you're in, a, if you guys are in a situation like that, maybe you guys come up with a, a phrase or a catchword or something mm-hmm. that lets your that lets your partner know that hey, things are great, or hey, things are going south quick, and we need to go. Yeah, because I've definitely seen situations where things went south. Unfortunately, I mean, it happens most of the time. It's great, but there are times when okay, that was not so great. Right. You know, so. Which, ironically, can lead into the next thing. Are you done with emotions, darling? Hold on a second. Let me check my emotions. Are your emotions good? <laughs> You're a goober. What am I do with you? I have some ideas. Oh. We get a lot now. Not... What kind of ideas do you have? <laughs> <laughs> now who's blushing? They're good ones, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, you're getting a little red right here. It just depends on how many things you'll let me do. <laughs> Mm. How adventurous are you feeling? Um, like on a scale of one to ten, like at least an eight. 
I was going to go seven. I'm around a 12 right now, so. <laughs> That's like I need more vitamins, people. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, can I get a B12 shot? How hard is it to have to keep up with someone, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. I do have rechargeable batteries. I'm so grateful. <laughs> Okay, that moves on to our next question, though. Yeah. Uh, aren't you worried about STDs? Oh, that's a great... We get that one. We get yeah. that one. Like, we're worried about that. Are you worried about that? Like, that's yeah, a STIs common... And... Mm -hmm. So, here's the thing. I believe if you're 45 and younger, you are eligible for the HPV shot. Yes. That's something you can talk to your physician about if you are concerned about that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if you want to go and get regular STI... Yeah, I mean, we do. Like we get regular checkups and stuff, but we're also pro-condom. We don't play with anyone yeah. um, but, but each other. I mean, our of course, our relationship, we, we don't use them. But if we play with anybody outside of us, even yeah. even in our quad, we still use condoms. Yes. Just because we have multiple partners and I'm not willing to risk anyone's health. Right. Chances are we're probably in low demographics for any kind of issues that could come up. But I would not put anyone's health in front of I, I just wouldn't do it I care about people too much and I care just that we are being conscientious moving forward you know like kind of like a it, it it's one of those things where you you can say well you know I'm probably okay everything's probably fine or whatever but if you use them you know you're safe you right. know that you're creating a safe environment for other people and you there's no worry and there's no stress right so, I mean, that's something that you and your partner have to discuss and that that's something that, you know, you feel it's necessary, then that's fine. And if it's something that you're not, that's something that you and your partner have to be upfront. Yeah. Just both be on the same page about it and then be yeah. on the same page with the people that you play with. Absolutely. I know a lot of women, I mean, like myself, I would be very concerned about pregnancy. I'm not over that hump yet in life. So, I mean, STIs are one thing. Babies are another. <laughs> This is true. So I would be a little concerned, you know, like, okay, let's just make some extra protection in there. Right. You know, the, the two pups are enough. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. You want to have chaos in your life? Get a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. That's chaos. Anyway, my house all the time. It's like I have Tourette's because I'm talking to somebody and then I'm like, Murphy, stop. <laughs> so It's crazy. But uh, let's see. So now this is a question that we get asked by newbies. And also by uh, our vanilla friends. So we're just having sex all the time. Yes. Every day, 24 hours a day, <laughs> seven days a week. I don't know if Matt has that many rechargeable batteries. <laughs> Mine don't recharge that fast, actually. So, and it's the, the answer to that is no. I mean, we... we play plenty right we have julie and i just have a crazy cool sex life we do ours is amazing we cultivate that we work on that though that's yeah. like i mean it I takes know. work that just reminds like a... me i gotta get some miracle grow later yeah on. <laughs> oh my gosh it's getting deep in here people <sighs> wow anyway okay so no we are not just constantly having sex and going out on dates all the time well let's see uh we played with sam and ashley recently and then before that, was, we played at the hotel takeover, which was what a month ago, a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago. Yeah, no, it's like longer that. than that. Has it been a month? It might have been a month. I month don't know. My weekends run together. Yeah, a month and a half, maybe. Month, yeah, month and now we've met people and stuff, and we've been out. Yeah, and we've had lifestyle friends over, but that doesn't mean that we play every time. No. So I, I think that you can 
You're not failing if you're not playing constantly. Yeah. It really just depends on what you're looking for. Are you in the lifestyle for friendships and relationships? Are you in it to make long-term friends that you play with over time again and again, where you develop some kind of like little, you know, quad or, or polycule or whatever it is that you're looking for? Or are you more about the experience and more about the fantasy fulfillment where right. you're just kind of like in it to to have these individual experiences and you're not really looking to develop long-term things. Either way you go, you're not failing if you're not playing seven days a week. I mean, seriously, because who has time for that? I don't have time for that. I don't that. know who has time for I mean, I, sometimes I'm amazed by the people that get to do that kind of stuff. I'm like, wow, I have to sleep. But um, <laughs> I think that it really just depends on... Like, I, I feel like we go out and hang out with our friends in the lifestyle as much as we get together for play dates. So here's the thing, right? We I touched on this earlier, and I think that Julie and I are on the same page, is that our relationship is primary, mm-hmm. is our, our primary focus, I should say. Let me let me clear that up a little bit. And then the the other stuff is just extra. Now, there are friends, and we care about them, and we, you know, we like hanging out with them, mm-hmm. but it just because there are friends doesn't mean that we have sex with them, you know, every time we see them. And it's just, it's important. We want to grow those relationships Mm -hmm. and to something deeper and more meaningful than Mm -hmm. just like one night, you know. Right. For us, because that's what works for us. Yeah. And, 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 And we're not opposed to having a one crazy night And we've had those. And those are super fun. They are. They're super fun. But they're not... As satisfying for for Matt and I as the long-term friendships are. Right. And I think that's kind of what we look more towards is that closeness. But we still enjoy the crazy play fun. I mean, you know, when opportunity knocks and you open the door. Right. (laughs) So it's a fun door to walk through. Sometimes it is. (laughs) Sometimes. So so this kind of all goes together with one of the last questions that we have is how do you find the time? How do you fit the, not only do you, how do you find the time to do this, but how do you fit it into your life? Because those are different questions. What you guys might not know is that Julie and I actually don't work. So we have all the time in the world and we're independently wealthy. (laughs) No, we are not. We are not. (laughs) We have full-time jobs and and Matt has children and I have school full-time and yeah, and we run a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we have all the, we have all the other interest outside of this it's and, so crazy and this is just uh stuff that we like to do yes so, absolutely I mean, we spend more time together than we do lifestyle stuff yes um, yeah, for sure for sure i think this is probably maybe about i would say 25 percent, maybe yeah at the most and we try we do that on purpose like we will if we have a lot of events happening in one month, I'll say to Matt, okay, we've got like three lifestyle things this month. So we're at max if we're going to do these three mm-hmm. because we need time for us too. And there are times when we've known about parties or events or something happening and said, oh, we're going to stay home. Yeah. We need a, we need a cuddle night. We need some connection time for us. Yeah. Let's sit home and we'll, we'll sit in the backyard and drink some bourbon and wine and mm-hmm. just, Talk. And just, yeah, have a, have an at home night because we need that time as well for our relationship mm-hmm. and we can't always be with our lifestyle friends or with uh, going to parties. Cause you seriously, 
we live in a pretty major metropolitan area. It's not huge by like Chicago or New York standards, but it's pretty good size. And we could literally go to lifestyle events multiple times a week yeah. where we live. There are every weekend and usually probably at least maybe something happening during the week at someone's house or at like a smaller venue or something. Mm-hmm. But there's stuff every weekend if we wanted to go. Yeah. And we and we know couples that do that and they manage just fine. But for us, that doesn't work. We we need more time for each other too. Right. So definitely have to find that balance. So Julie and I kind of have this, I think we mantra, I guess, maybe that we, yeah. we like quality over quantity. Yeah. And that kind of goes in with the fitting things in, right? Yeah. Like we could talk to six different couples, but we're not going to, we might meet one. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, there's just, there's just not enough time. And some people are like, Hey, we only have, we, we've talked to couples and there's just like our schedules don't never line up. Right. And they were great. Like this one, that one couple that we, we talked to them for a while on kick yeah, and they were really great, but they had three kids. Yeah. And their kids are in the height of um, kids' sports ages. Right. And so they run constantly. Yeah. And so far, um, I think we're working on like maybe we've started talking to them like six months ago and we still haven't met them. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know I, if we will. I don't, yeah, I don't know. If we, I mean, our conversation's kind of like, you know, falling off. It kind of has a little bit because we just know that, hey, they're great people. We're great people. But at this stage in the game, yeah, we, we're just not time-wise meshing up and right. you're going to have that it's going to happen yeah. you know it's just it is what it is so i so. mean just yeah don't every person you meet is not going to be a success story keep that in mind too yes that's that's for sure and and when we make that sound like oh you know there's so many that you end up not meeting or whatever some people meet everyone like i feel like sam and ashley especially ashley she is the most social butterfly i know i used to think i was and I know. I thought I used to think you were too. Oh, until... she's way more talkative than I am. Yeah, I know. She's like all over the place. That... She really is. But the thing about that is, is I think that she's so curious yeah. and she genuinely really just loves that meeting new people. Like her mm-hmm. thing is just really, that's a big thing for her, I think. Yeah. And so she does tend to meet Probably the majority of the people that she starts talking to, I think she tends to actually meet them. Yeah. Now, from there, it you know the the successes and failures are are probably more equal, but she does uh, definitely meet a lot more. So it'll be interesting when we're going to have them come on in a couple weeks and do a podcast about their independent dating and kind of how they've evolved. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to talk to her about how many people she meets versus how many people she actually feels she connects to. Yeah, that's that, that that'll be great to have her on. Yeah, yeah. So Or them on, I should say. Them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's coming too. <laughs> oh yeah. It would be great to get her perspective on that aspect. Yeah, I think so. I do. I'm excited about that. So So is there anything else that they ask us over the weekend that you felt like we should share, Matthew? Um hmm. I think if you are new to the lifestyle or curious about the lifestyle, get on uh, Reddit. And oh, yeah, you can look up great. Uh, swingers and there's another one that new swingers or something. Just look up swingers on Reddit and there's all the time people posting mm-hmm. stuff about their new lifestyle. How do we get information, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's amazing how the advice changes to you from uh, region to region. It is. And I think the most important thing, once you bring it up to your partner, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Talk about 
your feelings for it, talk about what you want, talk about what your expectations are, talk about why you want to get into it. Mm -hmm. Um, And scenarios. Like, hey, if we get into it and this happens and this happens, how do you think you're going to feel about that? Yeah. I mean, because you can fantasize all you want and fantasies are great and they're super hot. Mm -hmm. But when you get into the moment, that's when things, that's when it gets real. (laughs) I was so, going to say something, but I, I'm going to be a lady. <laughs> you're going to say when shit hits the fan. I was going to. <laughs> oh, it does. Not yeah. not literally, but theoretically. Yeah, no, that's nasty. nasty that would be gross. Yeah, that yeah. would be sad. And that's never happened, but no, no, no poo. That, that's like our one of our big, you know, no pee, no poo, no. <laughs> no blood. No blood. No kids, no animals. <laughs> yeah, that too. So, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think just basically talking to your partner, being honest with yourself, being honest with them. And the rest of it will fall into place. It kind of does. And you'll you'll find your groove. You'll find your people or your tribe, I guess you should say. You'll yeah. find your tribe. So, uh, you know, just I, I can't emphasize, I guess we can't emphasize enough to talk to your partner. Be open mm-hmm. with your thoughts and feelings and emotions. It's huge. It's It goes way beyond just what you think. Yes. Um, and definitely make sure that you are when you talk to your partner and you guys are getting into opening your relationship and bringing different people in, be it open dating or swinging or poly, whatever avenue you're going to take, just make sure that you are in a good place with each other and you're doing it for the right reasons. And it's not because, you know, we're struggling in our marriage, so we're going to do this to make it better. That doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And we see this happen all the time. We, we talk to couples and, you'll at first they're they seem like they are together and that they've got you know like okay they're on the same page and then the more we talk to them we're like okay some things are starting to come out and that they are not and then we find out oh they're in marriage counseling or they're they're in therapy together or they're in therapy separately or they're actually you know thinking about separating and they decided to do this first and that is like just a huge red flag for most people because you know, you really have to be on the same page. Yes. It's going to be bad enough that you're having struggles in your own relationship. And then to watch your partner be with someone else, I can't even imagine. Like that would be, that's just not going to be a good situation for anybody. And you don't want to put your internal issues on another couple either. Like I would never want to put my, real if Matt and I were having relationship issues, I wouldn't want to put that on another couple. Right. So it's something else that you want to think about. Absolutely. So I feel like we just ended it on a down note. <laughs> Listen, it can be a lot of fun. You can have some absolutely amazing experiences with your partner. Mm-hmm. You can meet some really wonderful people. I would say that 98% of the people that we've met have been super nice. Oh, yeah. Even if, we, even if it didn't work out, they're still nice people. They're yeah, still good I mean, I mean, good I, people, you know? Uh, I haven't met anybody that was an absolute jerk. If I sat down and think about it, I could probably think of like one or two people that were not someone I wouldn't want to talk to. Yeah, I met a couple of jerky guys at events, but well, you're going to have I mean, a one-off once in a while. Yeah, so. but no, for the most part, people are really super nice, mm-hmm. uh, very welcoming, very accepting. Mm-hmm. People come in from all different walks of life, all different kinks and desires and fantasies so it's all just, the yams some of them are kind of like well, i don't know about that one but yeah. <laughs> there's something for everybody right <laughs> there is they'll welcome you with open arms if you guys decide to venture down this path i think so i think you yeah i think so too just uh 
know, know what you're looking for. That's the best thing, best advice we can give you. Yeah. So. And things will change. They always do. <laughs> your fantasies and stuff, like once you start crossing them off their list, you're like, ooh, what about this one? Ooh, I haven't thought about that one. And or they layer. Yeah, they do. Sometimes, they, like for me, they do. I'll be like, well, we did it this way with this and this and this last time, but could we add this? Yeah. And this person, and then this person could do this. Right. And then Matt's like, I'm going to need a diagram. No, I'm <laughs> just going to be like, yeah, I'm going to need a Gatorade and some Tylenol. And, uh, An ice pack <laughs> when you're done. <laughs> An ice pack, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Our <laughs> listeners are going to think that I am some sort of crazy acrobatic thing in bed. It's not, it's not all that. <laughs> she is. <laughs> Sometimes, but not all the time. <laughs> all right. On that note, we are going to wrap it up for you. I hope that this uh, podcast has helped you guys, the newbies that are out there. If you are not a newbie, this might have been a little boring for you. And you might have been like, yeah, we already know this. Yeah. But if you're a newbie, I hope this helped a little bit. And Absolutely. And until next time, I'm Julie. And I'm Matt. Thanks for listening to American Polly. <laughs>